Oh, it's great to be with you, and um, great to have the kids with us here. Welcome, you guys. Thanks for joining us in worship and every fellowship. We're delighted to be together, and what God designs is great church. If you turn your Bible open to 2 Chronicles chapter 30, Chronicles chapter 30, if you don't have a Bible, there's some around you, or just get your phone open to 2 Chronicles chapter 30, and I have to give you a little backstory here. We'll show a map of what Israel looked like. But here's the backstory. Most everybody had they just stopped. They stopped church. They stopped connecting. They stopped walking with the Lord. And it happened in a sneaky way. Over years, they started putting other priorities in front of themselves false gods, as the Bible describes it, and people started going different directions and had other things that they felt were more important. And then one day a king over in Judah, and he actually nailed the church shut. Can you imagine that? They shut down the temple and nobody could go in because they they hammered the doors shut and no one could go in and worship God anymore. And there were false places to worship different other false gods. But the people themselves, they just decided to walk away from God and the relationship with him. And God brought judgment. He brought correction to them. Some of you guys know this, like your parents might do this occasionally. They bring correction to you when you, when you need correction. And God did that through a nation that rose to power called Assyria. And they conquered the north which was then Israel, because Israel was divided between the northern kingdom, which they called Israel, and the the southern kingdom, Judah. And Assyria took over the northern kingdom, and Judah was in a desperate place because they had walked away from the Lord, and their king was an evil king, and, and then that king died. And a young man rose to power as king, and his name was, anybody know? Hezekiah. Can you say that? That's a strange name, huh? Hezekiah. Can you imagine if your brother was named Hezekiah? I don't know what you'd call him for short, but that's what his name was. The thing about Hezekiah was he loved the Lord. And the scripture says he loved the Lord and followed the Lord like King David did. He had a whole heart. That doesn't mean he always did the right thing. He made all kinds of mistakes, but he really prioritized his relationship with the Lord, really loved the Lord, and he wanted to do the right thing. And he knew that all the leaders in that country had walked away from the Lord. So what do you do as a young man? He called them all together, these leaders, and he, he called them out. And he told them they have to return to the Lord. And he, he brought this place in their hearts where they all of a sudden started turning back. These leaders started turning back to God. And then they all decided that they needed to have the people of God come back to him, return to him, and all gather together and celebrate. Because the people of Israel used to celebrate many times a year. They would come together as, as one church family. And they would have a, a camp out. They would all come to Jerusalem in their family groups and in their tribes and they would, they would camp out around Jerusalem and their whole purpose for doing that was to eat and to praise God. That's what they did. 
They just praised God and they shared food together and a time together with each other and encouraged each other. And they had a great time, but they stopped doing it because they stopped following the Lord and they, they stopped remembering how important it is for God's people to all be together and to all worship him with joy. And so Hezekiah calls him back to that. And the people of God start to come, it says in the scripture. So I'm going to read that. That's the backstory of what happens in 2 Chronicles chapter 30. And I'm going to begin in verse 13. And we're just going to read to verse 22, and then going to stop and consider what's happening there, and then we're going to read the rest of the text. So if you would, in honor of God's word, would you please stand with me? We're going to read 2 Chronicles chapter 30, starting in verse 13. And many people came together in Jerusalem to keep the feast of the unleavened bread in the second month a very great assembly. Now, here's the deal. They were supposed to gather the first month, but none of the priests or the Levites, the spiritual leaders, were ready. They needed to get ready in their hearts, and so they needed to prepare themselves for this to happen. And then they had to send out invitations like you would to a party. They sent out invitations all over not only Judah, but also Israel. And a lot of people made fun of them. They said, what are you doing? Going to church? Don't do that. But some people... Some families said, no, we have to make this a priority. And so they started to gather in Jerusalem all together. And they set to work and removed the altars that were in Jerusalem. That is to false gods. And all the altars for burning incense they took away. And they threw into the, book, into the brook Kidron. So there's a valley right outside of the old city of Jerusalem. And they just tore those altars down, the false gods returning to God, and they threw him in the valley. That's what's going on. And they slaughtered the Passover lamb on the 14th day of the second month. And that was to remember God's great deliverance of them. And the priests and the Levites were ashamed. Why were they ashamed, do you think? Because they had been disobedient. They had, they had not followed God for all this time. They had not led the people of God to follow him. And so they consecrated themselves and brought burnt offerings to the house of the Lord. And they took their accustomed posts according to the law of Moses, the man of God. And the priests threw the blood that they received from the hands of the Levites. For there were many in the assembly who had not consecrated themselves. That means they weren't right with God. They weren't pure before him. Here's a great thing, just so you know this, before we go any farther. Every person here can be pure before God and be consecrated, be holy before God, regardless of what you've done. And all you have to do is turn to God and seek his forgiveness and his cleansing. And it's just that easy because of what Jesus has done on the cross for us. So that's what these people did. They, and therefore, the Levites had to slaughter the Passover lamb for everyone who was not clean to consecrate it to the Lord. For a majority of the people, many of them from Ephraim and Manasseh and Issachar and Zebulun, the northern tribes, had not cleansed themselves, yet they are the Passover. They were there for the Passover and otherwise then prescribed. For Hezekiah had prayed for them, saying, May the good Lord pardon everyone who sets his heart to seek God, the Lord, the God of his fathers. 
even though not according to the sanctuary rules of cleanliness. And the Lord heard Hezekiah's prayer, and he healed the people. And the people of Israel who were present in Jerusalem kept the feast of the unleavened bread seven days with great gladness. And the Levites and the priests praised the Lord day by day, singing with all of their might to the Lord. Can you imagine it? Can you hear them just singing their lungs out, praising God, enjoying themselves? And everyone had a smile, even underneath their masks. And Hezekiah spoke encouragingly to all the Levites who showed good skill in the service of the Lord. So they ate the food of the festival for seven days, sacrificing peace offerings, giving thanks to the Lord, the God of their fathers. You may sit down. So you catch the picture a little bit. For all these years, no one had done this. And all of a sudden, Thousands of people gather and they're camping out and they come together in this great assembly, kids and old people and everybody in between and they just start praising God and having a barbecue. They're eating together. They're enjoying each other's com- company and mostly they're enjoying what they should have been doing the whole time, enjoying God. They rediscovered that that's what we're made for. Every person is made to enjoy God and our relationship with him. All of us are meant to enjoy God. And here's the lesson for those families that were there and for our families as well. The thriving families take joy in their worship and make praising God a priority. See, there were some people in Israel who just mocked it. They may tease those people that went. They weren't going to go to church. They stayed home and watched football or whatever they were watching. But instead, some people, thousands actually of people, gathered together and they started praising God and singing out his name and returning to them with all of their hearts. Now, there were a lot of things that these people had to give thanks for. We provided some paper on the pews and some crayons. You see them around you? What we'd like to do is do this little exercise right now. We'd like you to make a list in a family group or in a group of friends that you're gathered with, just a small group, we want you to make a list of things that you want to give thanks for. And there's extra credit for those people that make drawings of those things. Okay? So if you would, we're going to take a minute or two here, three or four maybe, and we're going to just list some things that you want to give thanks for. And you can draw some of those out. And when we're done doing that, we're all going to hold them up and point them to each other and praise God together. And then you can take that home and stick it on your refrigerator, okay? All right, so start drawing and start making a list as a family or as a couple or some friends that you're gathered with right now. Get next to somebody if you would. Keep your mask on if you would. That'd be great. Go ahead and go for it. All right, great. If you've, got, if you've got it, I know you're probably still in the middle of it. Would you just stand and put that right up in the air? Let's, let's see him. And if you can stand up, that's great. And Andrew, I don't see yours. Do you have one? Okay, good. And uh, you and Steve are doing it together. Anybody have a picture? Cool. Now we're going to say the things that we got on our list. Ready on three? We're going to say them really loud. Ready? And it, whatever you've got on your list, you're going to just shout it out. Ready? One, two, three. Let me hear what you got. And those of you online, let me hear you. I can't hear you online. That's great. Good. 
So there's this long list of things these people were thankful for and they started praising God and singing with all they had. And then the text says this in verse 23. Would you stand once more? And we're going to read this actually all together. And as I read in English, if that's not your first language, if your first language is something entirely different, feel free to read that in your heart language, okay? We're going to read out the text, verses 23 through 27 in our heart language of 2 Chronicles chapter 30. And it says this, this, this happens after seven days. They took their whole vacation, spent seven days praising God and hanging out together and enjoying each other. And this is what happens. Then the whole assembly agreed together to keep the feast for another seven days. So they kept it for another seven days with gladness. For Hezekiah, king of Judah, gave the assembly a thousand bulls and seven thousand sheep for offerings. And the princes gave the assembly a thousand bulls and ten thousand sheep. And the priests consecrated themselves in great numbers. The whole assembly of Judah and the priests and the Levites and the whole assembly that came out of Israel and the sojourners who came out of the land of Israel and the sojourners who lived in Judah rejoiced. So there was great joy in Jerusalem. For since the time of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, there had been nothing like this in Jerusalem. Then the priests and the Levites rose and blessed the people, and their voice was heard, and their prayer came to his holy habitation in heaven. You may be seated. What happened there? Right? They, um, they're about ready to go home, but they decided, no, let's, let's extend our vacation. Let's stay together because we're having such a great time and this is so important for our family that we're just going to stay here and we're going to continue with God's people and praise him again. And by the way, we're not going to stay here at Bridges today for two weeks, but we do have some fun things happening right afterwards to remind you of the importance of God's people. And this is what they're learning. The children of God are meant to enjoy each other. We're meant to enjoy each other. And, and that's what God wanted, I think, of those people to understand that praising him and being with God's people is really important. And thriving families make the time to enjoy being together with God's people. Because they can learn, our kids can learn so much from each other and from other adults. And we as adults can learn so much from other families and our kids and our, our grandparents here. So this happens in the text. They stay, and they, they stay with it, and they keep praising God. And I think they got creative in those seven days of how to praise God. So we're going to be creative right now in our praise of God, and we're going to first do something with just the girls versus the boys, okay? So all the girls, regardless of what age you are, are going to do something versus the boys. You're going to shout out a phrase, and the girls are going to say, God's love for us never ends. God's love for us never ends. And the boys are going to say, the Lord is our salvation. Got that? So the girls are going to start, and then the boys are going to go, but I need a couple girl volunteers. 
Can I have a couple of girl volunteers? Doesn't matter what, right here, I see you, Riley. Right here, come on down if you want. Come on down here. And I need one lady volunteer. Go ahead, come on down. And a lady volunteer, can I have you? Sure, Izzy, you guys can come on down. Good, you want to bring your mom? No, don't do that, because that'll embarrass her. She doesn't want to be a mom. Can I have another mom? Somebody bold enough, I need a lady up here to help with the girls. Yeah, come on up, thanks, Jess. Okay, so all the ladies, you're going to be on this side. Thank you, guys, right here, ladies. And I need the guys on this side. I need some boy volunteers. Give me some boy. Look at all these girls, boys. Time to rise up. Yeah, I see you guys. Come on up. Come on up, boys. Yes, right over here. Eric, sure. Other boys, you're, you're volunteering. You're volunteering so much. Come on up, guys. Yeah, and the guys are going to be over here. Okay, right over here. Come on, guys. Thank you very much. Okay, can we give him a hand? Great. So, girls, you know your job. It's right there. God's love for us never ends. You're going to lead all the ladies in that. And they're just going to say it really loud following you. And then the boys are going to go, the Lord is our salvation. I gave you a simpler one because, you know, guys are a little simpler. Thanks. Okay. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. One more time, got to be really loud. Ladies. Boys. All right, give me a hand, would you please? Thanks, you guys. Thank you very much. I think that's happening all over Israel. People are excited. They're, they're thrilled, it says, and they're doing with gladness. They understand how important it is. Now, we did girls versus boys. I think we had to do young people versus old people because that's only appropriate. So everybody under 30 this morning will be counted young. And if you're over 30, sorry for you. You're being my camp. So here's what we're going to do. Just where you're at, under 30, you're going to stand up. Would you stand if you're under 30 right now? Just stand up where you're at. You're under 30, stand up, please. You got to stand up, everyone under 30. All you guys, fantastic, good. Now, you guys are going to follow it up, and I know you're sharper. You've got more energy. I want you to make sure that you do not get shouted down by the old people here, because we're really, the old people are ready to praise God. So the young people, you're going to echo. The old people are going to go first, but we're going to give you a line first, okay? So the old people... They're going to say the joy of the Lord is our strength. And you're going to say, the young people are going to say, there's nothing like celebrating Jesus. There's nothing like celebrating Jesus. Let me hear that one time. Just young people. There's nothing. Wow, you didn't do that very loud. So, so sit down. Sit down. And old people, will you stand up if you can stand? Good. Good. I want to hear it. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Ready? One, two, three. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Woo! Wow, that's great. Okay, old people, sit down. Young people, man, you got to raise up and do it really loud, okay? So stand up. If you're young, stand up. I want to hear it with everything you got. Do not get shamed by all the old people here, man. You got you to give everything you have to praise. Already? So 
Okay, and I'm going to say one, two, three, and you're going to say, there's nothing like celebrating Jesus, right? Okay, ready? One, two, three. <gasps> Woo, that's really good. That's really good. Old people, one more time. You got one more shot at it. Stand up if you would, if you're old. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Ready? One, two, three. Joy of the Lord. Thank you. Thank you so much. And that's what's happening, I believe, all over the camp of Israel. People are praising God. How did this one moment that Hezekiah led them to turn into this two weeks of praising God? And I know that it had to have changed those families. Right? They didn't go home after that vacation and say, oh, yeah, that was just like the time where we went to the coast. Or that's just like when we went uh, camping up in Lebanon. No, actually, I think it changed their whole family because I know it changed the course of the nation. Scripture tells us that after this event, God's people all of a sudden started worshiping him with their whole hearts. And then when Assyria comes and tries to conquer Judah, God's people come before him and they pray and God rescues them. God hears their prayers because he knew their heart. It was a moment in the time of Israel that changed everything because God's people had gathered and praised him. And all God's children were meant, I believe, to enjoy the moment, to seize the moment, to enjoy it. See, there were all kinds of families that didn't come, that, no, that didn't show up. They hadn't been praising God. And they decided they wouldn't do it. This morning, you came. You could have been doing a thousand other things. The giants are playing right now. And the 49ers are playing after. And you've got all these other distractions, right? Your homework and all these other things, your work and things around house. But you decided. And when you did, I just want to say that was the right decision to come and honor God with all that you have and join God's family together. That, that's refreshing to our families. It's how we thrive together. Because thriving families, I believe, value the moments and the days that we have. Psalm 118.24 says this. This is the day. That's right. That the Lord has made. So let us rejoice and be glad in it. And that's what happened in Israel. They were glad in the moment. So I want you to think as families and as smaller groups... What are those things that you have shared together that really have made a difference? The things that you have shared together that really have made a difference in the life of your family. And maybe the rest of your extended family is not here, but I want you to think back the things that you have shared and the things that you hope for in the future that we can do together that will make an eternal difference. Because that's what we're about here at Bridges, making a difference going forward. What God has is we gather together as we praise him with gladness and as we think about all that God can do in our future. I want you to consider those things as a family and have that conversation together with each other when you go home and maybe post some of those things for encouragement for other people. Maybe text another family and encourage them with it. Or right afterwards, when we have our own barbecue and time to hang out and encourage each other, you can tell another family when we're outside. God's people, they were meant to enjoy God and each other and the moments that God gives us. And this is one of those moments that we rejoice in.
Would you pray with me, please? Father, thank you so much for your word, for the encouragement of what happens in this moment. Thank you for this family that we can gather together and rejoice in you. We praise you. We celebrate you and your goodness, your mercy to us. Most of all, your son, Jesus Christ, who loved us, who died for us and gave us salvation if we would just place our faith in you. Thank you, Father, for the families represented and for the singles represented here. For this church family, Lord, we rejoice in you. And all God's people said, amen, amen. Thank you for listening to the Bridges Community Church Sermon Podcast. Bridges Community Church is located in the San Francisco Bay Area in Fremont, California. To know more about Bridges Community Church, please go to our website at bridgescc.org.